Welcome to the Person Behind the Pads podcast, a chat with a Colts player about life off the gridiron. Now, here's Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. Welcome back to another Person Behind the Pads podcast. I'm Matt Taylor in our podcast studio here, joined by the head coach of your Indianapolis Colts, Shane Steichen, in year number one. Coach, I guess this is not the, the person behind the pads, it's the coach behind the whistle, but uh, it's still great for you to do this, and as we get to know you a little bit as a fan base, as, as folks that work around you a little bit, tell us about you. You've been on the job for about three, four months here. Have you had an opportunity to, to get to know Indianapolis and explore the city to this point? A little bit here and there. I've been a lot of hours in the office. Sure. Um, just getting my family situated. They just got out here uh, a couple of days ago. So getting the new new house set up, and uh, then I'll start to explore a little bit this summer. But it's been awesome to be out here. How tough was that to be away from your wife and kids while you, you know, first stepped onto this job? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely – it's hard, uh, especially, you know, on the kids and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, being away the last couple of months. But I, as much as I could, I tried to fly back to Philly and see them uh, on the weekends or they flew out here for a couple of days. But uh, they've been good. My wife's awesome. Uh, you know, she's been in this for a while. Uh, very supportive. Uh, my kids are awesome. So it's been a good transition. I mean, that's the thing that I don't think people realize as a coach in this lifestyle, you've had to move a handful of times, right? LA, San Diego, Cleveland, Philadelphia, now Indianapolis. I know your kids are young, yeah. but how, how tough is it on the family to move with, with this job? Yeah, no, it, it's difficult. I think uh, this is the greatest business in all of sports, uh, coaching in the NFL, never take it for granted. Uh, be where your feet are, mm-hmm. um, but to have a support system around you, like my wife and my kids and my family, uh, is big. All right, you grew up in Sacramento, California. For those that don't know, you come from the West Coast. What was life like for you growing up in Sacramento? You know what? It's interesting being out here in Indy. So I grew up on the outskirts of Sacramento, probably about 45 minutes, um, I would say, east of Sac. And it's in between. It's probably about an hour and a half away from Lake Tahoe and mm-hmm. about 45 minutes from downtown Sac. And I lived in some like rolling hill areas, kind of a little bit country. So when I was out here a little bit, just driving around, it kind of reminded me a little bit of where I grew up. Um, But it was awesome. You know, it was a small town feel, small town vibe. Uh, You know, we were fortunate enough to be around a really good football program where I was there growing up. Right. Um, But just creating those relationships with people. Uh, in Sacramento, you know, still have a lot of good relationships with people back there. Uh, but it, it, it was a great place to grow up. And you played quarterback in high school, played quarterback at UNLV. What what took you to UNLV to pursue playing there and, and your uh, college experience? Yeah, I, I wasn't highly recruited. Um, I had a couple, you know, Division One offers. Um, but at the time, John Robinson mm-hmm. uh, was the head coach at UNLV. He was a former head coach at USC, the LA Rams. Uh, and I just remember him coming into my house uh, recruiting me and it was kind of like holy smokes John Robinson's in my house like shoot I got a chance to go play for this guy yeah um, and, and to go play for him um, I actually got a chance to see him a couple weeks ago I was at an event um, to see him uh, was it was tremendous but it, it was a great opportunity for me to go play for him at UNLV and you got your degree in journalism and media studies yeah uh, what was I know coaching was always on the forefront for you but what was what was the backup to the backup to the backup plan with that? Yeah, I mean, that was more so like I, I love being around sports and, you know, doing what you guys do and I the commentators and stuff like that. I said, shoot, maybe that could be a, an outlet if right. the coaching thing didn't happen. But I was really determined on the coaching thing that, you know, I think uh, 
when you have something set on that you want to go achieve, you know, I, I don't think, you know, don't, don't let anything hold you back and, and go get it. So, so in school, did you host shows or I call did games? Or? No, I was pretty involved in football, <laughs> but I did journalism, media studies. All right. yeah. <laughs> but you've got your favorite broadcasters. Who are your favorite national guys, if you will? Uh, I got a lot of respect for Jim Nance. Yeah. Um, tremendous. You know, I remember the first game I ever called uh, as an offensive coordinator, he was doing the game with Romo and we did the uh, conference call and mm -hmm. called in and said, hey, it's Jim Nance. And I said, I, should, I know who you are. Sure, <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. You do the yeah. Masters. Like, you've, you've had a lot of success. But right. uh, a lot of respect for him. Um, Troy Aikman's another guy, uh, you know, that I kind of met over the years and known. But I think he does a good job being a former player, seeing it, how he calls the games. Uh, a lot of respect for those guys. All right. I want to double back to your family. Again, your wife, Nina, uh, children, Hudson and Stella. Uh, we kind of already talked about the difficulties or the challenges of moving them around. But now that they're here, now that you're, you know, you're fully entrenched as the head coach of the Colts, how challenging is it to be a dad, a husband, and obviously the head man overseeing this, this huge operation? Yeah, it, it is a challenge. I think when you're away from the building, you got to be really intentional mm -hmm. with your kids uh, and your wife, obviously, and spending that quality time and make sure it's focused on them. Um, because obviously when the season hits, you know, the, there's a lot of focus on this football team and, and getting done what we need to get done here to be successful uh, on Sundays. But uh, again, like I said, my wife and my kids uh, have been tremendous through this process. Uh, they've been so supportive and very fortunate to have them in my life. How about your kids? What what type of kids are they? Can you describe their personalities? Yeah, my son, my son's uh, he's a he's a he's a sports guy. He loves playing sports, <laughs> baseball, football. Those are his main sports. Um, it's funny because like he, you know we got you know he got an Xbox from Santa from Christmas, but mm -hmm. he was like shoot dad let's go play baseball or let's go throw the ball in the backyard i'm like heck yeah let's go you know gotta so love to hear that right? active very yeah. active and then my daughter you know she's into the dollhouse stuff and doing all those things so uh they're both great do you have any desire to coach them in sports as they grow up uh yeah maybe, time, time in, maybe in time down the road um but right now when i go watch their games i kind of just you know be a dad and observe and watch sure. you know all right for you when you do have like an ounce of spare time how, how do you feel that? You know, if you have an hour to yourself, are you watching TV or turning on a movie? Uh, yeah, me and my wife at night will watch a show, mm -hmm. especially this summer. We'll probably find a series on Netflix or right. Amazon Prime or something and try to find a show this summer uh, at night when we put the kids down to bed. All right, same, same kind of thing. I know you're an outdoors guy. Fly fishing, you play golf. I don't know. Do you hunt or fish or regular uh, fish? I suppose. Yeah, I, any type of fishing. Fishing and golf are kind of like my hobbies outside. Don't do a ton of it, right. uh, but when I do get time to do it, I do really enjoy those things. But never, I've never been hunting. No, really. Never done it. I know you're an outdoors guy. Now yeah. you, you you have picked up fly fishing. I've never been fly fishing. It seems really difficult. Like how do you? even get into that how, how long does it take to be really good at that yeah I, I think you know it is it's, there's a little art to it on how to cast you know and you know all those different things but I just remember when I was younger actually my brother had a buddy that me and him we started going up to Lake Tahoe up highway 50 and it was just me and him we pulled off to the side road and we started hiking up this creek and it was just in the middle of nowhere you know and you got these little pools of water and these big old brown trout and rainbow trout were in there and that's kind of when I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And yeah. so I kind of adapted to that. And I still do remember we, we ended up staying the night there in a tent. And the next morning, my buddy, he had, he had contacts and he lost his contacts and he couldn't drive. <laughs> and we had to go back down Highway 50 and I was 15 years old. And I didn't even think I had my permit yet. And he's like, <laughs> you got to drive. I'm like, I ain't driving. 
I'm like, I'm gonna get, are you going to get pulled over? Done? He goes, they'll probably give you a Medal of Honor. <laughs> I can't see. So I ended up driving home about an hour and 20 minutes, <laughs> whatever it was, 15 years old, down this. I just stayed in that right-hand lane and oh, went yeah. slow all the way down and got to the house. Just and I was like, holy smokes. Pass on the left, hey, right? Come on. Come on. I hope I don't get pulled over. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hellacious story right there. Yeah. there. But there's something to that, though, like just being outside, like when it's – you and nature. I mean, there's just something about that, especially with your schedule and, and your daily grind that you go through, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. It, it's probably the one time, you know, where I kind of take my mind off everything and I'm not thinking about football at mm -hmm. that moment, you know, for that hour and a half that I'm fishing out there, just kind of watching that dry fly on top of the water or mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it's a spinnerbait, just waiting for that thing to hit and see a fish hit it. And that's where my focus is. Great feeling, right? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. All right. We talked about golf. Have you had a chance to play golf here in Indiana? You know what? I haven't. I got to get out. I'll hopefully get out here this summer a couple mm -hmm. times. So excited. Looking forward to that. And what kind of golfer are you? I'm an, I'm an average high eighties. Yeah. Right in there. I'm right around in there. Low nineties. Okay. If you could play golf with one person or who is, who's your most enjoyable person to play golf with? Let me rephrase it that way. You know, I enjoy playing. I play golf with Norv Turner quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, back in San Diego. I enjoy talking because we're kind of talking football too at the same time. So <laughs> we get a little bit of both yeah, yeah. in there. Um, but I really enjoy playing golf with him. But if I had to pick one person to play golf with, gosh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Oof. I don't know if I have a great answer for you right now. Yeah. When I have to think about that. For four a bit. four hours with somebody is a long time. Yeah. 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 No doubt about that. All right. Music. What type of music do you like? Shoot, anything that gets the foot tapping. Yeah. You know, I listen to a little bit of everything. Some rap, hip hop, love country music. Uh -huh. Um just depends on the vibe and the feel, you know? Like, shoot, if I'm out on a lake, I'm probably listening to country on a pontoon boat. <laughs> if I'm getting ready for a football game, players, yeah. we got hip-hop playing in Talk the locker Talk about being room. where your feet are, right? Yeah, so. Love it. Wh whatever that moment stands for, like, that's what kind of yeah. music's probably going to be playing. Do you have a, like, a coach's playlist that gets you hyped before a game? No, I don't. I think, but every year, I kind of, like... I'll find a song or something, and then I kind of, like, go with that song for a couple of weeks, like, right. right before we, you know, get to the stadium or in the stadium, I'm walking in, or maybe in my locker room, I'll just, you know, in my office, I'll just put on a little song on my iPhone and let that play for a little bit, but right. really focusing uh, on the call sheet and getting ready for the game. All right, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but to wrap up, again, this is a get-to-know-you piece for, yeah. for Colts fans to know their new head coach. Anything you'd like to tell the fan base about yourself personality-wise? Before we wrap up, uh, I would just say that, you know, I'm a passionate guy uh, about the game mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to give everything I got, you know, to this organization and this city uh, to, you know, put a winning product on the field. No doubt about it. The person behind the pads, the coach behind the whistle, that's Shane Steichen. Doesn't matter. He's a good man. Coach, really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.